On today's Prep Rally podcast, we will recap Shiloh Christian's dominating 51-30 win against Farmington last week. We'll take a look ahead at this week's big games, including Pulaski Academy at Greenwood in a massive 6A West contest. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome to this edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple. On your way, wearing a shirt, on your way, Mercy Me shirt today. There you go. Don't know what that means, Ricky Fires, but I'm staying away from Ricky. He's got, I mean, I'm starting away, staying away from Henry. He says, Mercy Me, he might reach over here and smack me. So he just, I show no mercy. So, so let me explain. Mercy Me is a Christian group. I got you. And that's okay. the name of the song, On well, Our Way. I thought it was No Mercy, like uh, like on uh, Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Cobra Kai something. Leland, did you watch the series Cobra Kai on uh, on Netflix? Did you watch any of that? Or did you watch the movie Karate Kid? I don't watch much TV. He doesn't watch TV. Okay. Well, you know the movie. Actually, there's a couple of movies. Really, there's only one movie that matters, though. What's the Karate Kid? Mr. Miyagi, Daniel's son, whatever. Well, Netflix took that old movie and turned it into a Netflix series. It's like five or six seasons in which uh, I can't remember the guy, Ralph, Ralph Macchio, yep. who's now grown, and uh, the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence. He's, they're all grown now and whatever, but they can't let the past go. They're still uh, you know, kicking and punching each other and showing no mercy. I do know wax on, wax off. There you go. There you go. That's part of the same genre right there. So anyway, a little bit of a pop culture thing for you in today's show. But that's enough of that. Let's talk some football. I had a chance to go over Friday night, Ricky, into my own personal press box at Shiloh Christian. Thank you, Jeff Conaway yes. and the Shiloh Christian administrators for recognizing what we do and the importance of what we do as it relates to the importance of what you do. Uh, that our, our words that we put together are seen by thousands and thousands of people uh, every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Henry, you know that, thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. people. Not tens of tens, but thousands and thousands. And, and, and that's all across the state. And Yes. And who knows, in outlying states, who else comes in on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and looking on our website to see what about Arkansas high school football? That's correct. So uh, anyway, thank you, Shallow Christian, for, for recognizing the importance of that and, and having us just a little spot, just a that's little spot. That's all we need, a little spot with a power outlet. That's all we need. We don't need uh, hot dogs no. and we don't need, uh, don't need any of that. hot chocolate although and all that. We just although need it's those. nice if they it have is, it. But. Yeah, to have it. Uh, <laughs> corn dogs. No, we don't need any of that. Yep. Not required. But we do need electricity and we and need a little spot. window that we can look yes. at. That's all. But anyway, so going back to Friday night, I was over at Shallow Christian Champion Stadium. Uh, Ricky, big 5A West game. Still having a hard time saying that with Shallow and Prairie Grove yep. and that kind of thing. Moving on, West, up. But moving on up. But Shallow Christian hosted Farmington, and uh, it was uh, it was a 30-30 to 30 game at one point, Henry, 30-30. to 30. Then Eli Wisdom said, okay, I'm about to take this game over, and he did. The Shallow Christian quarterback ran off for three touchdowns in a row, including an 89-yarder um, that capped the scoring at 51-30. Ricky, he had 217 yards rushing in that game. He also had 220 yards passing. Big night for Eli Wisdom. Big night for the Shiloh Christian Saints. Got that win, 51-30. Now, it's on to the next one, Ricky. You know what? But the, I got to say about Eli, uh, my goodness, what, 400? You know, a lot of teams can't even get 
300, 400 yards. He had 400, what, 26 by himself? 437. 437 at count. What an outstanding game. And this is, uh, he's a senior. He's been a leader. Hopefully he'll get a chance to play somewhere in college. And this is when it really tests you. This time of year when you're playing for seeding, you're playing for conference championship. And for a guy like that, he, that's one of the reasons he was our cover boy of our preseason yep. magazine along with uh, Hunter Houston. Yep. So uh, great job by Shiloh Christian. Uh, t- they took down a great, uh, uh, really good Farmington team that, you know, they're missing their starting quarterback. But now they got to turn around and Prairie Grove. Prairie Grove. Now, one thing about Ricky, I'm glad you mentioned that little segue uh, on Cameron Van Zant. Um, he was suited up Friday night. Oh, good. He was in uniform. Uh, they had told me before the game he wasn't going to play, but he was in uniform. There is a really good possibility he gets some snaps this week against P. Ridge, Henry. Yeah, and that's going to be a tune-up for next week. Yeah, tune him up for next week because Prairie Grove Farmington could loom very large, yes, depending huge. on what happens this week with right. Prairie Grove and Shallow, because Prairie Grove and Shallow, it's, you know, winner take all in that winner, game. Yeah, this yeah, be the, the winner champion. gets the conference, yeah. the yeah. number one seed. You know, if Shallow loses, well, they're only going to fall to number two. Right. But Prairie Grove, if they fall, then the wheels could really be turning yeah. with that Farmington-Prairie Grove uh, game next week. Right. So, uh, and I'm glad, Henry, you mentioned that because in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, you have broken down the playoff scenarios in every conference that's in our coverage area. All right, that's impressive. People need to read that. Yeah. Now, trust me, there is so many scenarios here. If I tried to write down every scenario, I couldn't do it. I'd have a full page. Yeah. So what I do with two weeks left in the remaining of the regular season – I play the eternal optimist, and then I turn around, and then I play the eternal pessimist. (laughs) Sounds like my wife. uh, I will give you every team's best-case scenario and then every team's worst-case scenario. There you go. Now, granted, could some some of these, are they likely going to happen? Probably not, but hey, as old George Burke, the former, uh, the late George Burke, who coached at Stuttgart once, told me, he said, Boy, he says, that football ain't round, so it ain't going to bounce the way you think it's going to bounce. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, anyway, that's what's going on now in the 5A West. Big game Friday night. Shallow Christian coming off a big win uh, at home against <clears throat> Farmington on the road against uh, equally impressive, equally undefeated in the 5A West League. Prairie Grove with its dynamic one-two punch, Connor Wetzel, Ethan Miller. Uh, they combined for 400 yards Friday night. Uh, it seems like that's a regular occurrence for them, yep. and they'll be hard to contain. Uh, Wetzel is the fullback. Miller is the halfback. Miller's got breakaway speed. Yep. Um, Wetzel is a bruising, powerful – raise your hand if you've ever heard this about a Prairie Grove running back before – bruising, powerful, inside runner. Um, so they will be hard to contain no matter who they play. That's that's what you call thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. Absolutely. And what another good thing, uh, Prairie Grove really, the community will come out and support that team. They always do that yeah. program. And, you know, uh, they had a history with Shiloh Christian when they were both in a 4A. They just elevated. Nothing's changed from the nope. 5A. And that's going to be a tremendous environment Friday night. So that's the 5A. Now, Leland, we're going to kick it to you because Woo. we understand there's going to be a little football game played at Greenwood this coming Friday night. Uh, Friday night at Smith-Robinson Stadium, uh, Greenwood hosts Pulaski Academy. It is the most anticipated 
game of the regular season in the state. In any now, class. I, yes. I know that Bryant yeah. and Cabot played last week, right. and that was number one versus number two. Right. And we've only had 20 of such matchups in the last 40 years. So, right. obviously, that was the biggest game of the regular season, but that really was only two months in the making after Cabot defeated Conway. Right. Uh, Pulaski Academy in Greenwood Friday night, that is months We've in been, the making. Ever since the competitive equity factor went into effect and, and it was an automatic that PA was going to go up to 6A, this game has been anticipated. Yep. Well, that Pretty was step much. one when, when Pulaski Academy was elevated into Class 6A because of the competitive equity factor. Right. Step two and the final step of this was really in the conference alignments when that was announced. Right. And Pulaski Academy was placed into the 6A West. Right. Because, because there were several schools there that could have gone the other way. But when Pulaski Academy was put into the 6A West and then the schools got their schedules together, October the 28th, was the most circled and most highlighted game of the regular season. And Leland, it would be no surprise at Henry either. You, you, this could be the first of two meetings, you know, this season between the two teams. Possibility. Very likely. Yeah, yeah very good, very well. Uh, but this is a big one. Uh, bo uh, both of them undefeated in conference play. Greenwood has one loss on the season. Uh, PA undefeated on the season at eight and zero. So seven and one Greenwood, five and on the conference against eight and zero. 5-0 in the conference, Pulaski Academy. I tell you what, Leland, there will be a massive crowd down there Friday nights, particularly since Fort Smith Northside and Southside are both on the road this week. So you'll get some a lot of Fort Smith people that will come down that way. They'll make that little short drive, 10-mile drive uh, down Highway 10, or they can go the back way and go through go through Chaffee. Uh, and head down down that way, and it's going to be packed. And Leland, I'm a little bit envious of you that you're going to get to see that. Well, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel very blessed to be able to to be there and and cover this game because you're right. It's uh, you know again, it's the biggest game going. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that you know these two schools haven't played since 2009. Right. Of course, shortly after Greenwood was elevated in the 6A, and of course. Greenwood has, has dominated Class 6A. Pulaski Academy has, has dominated 5A. These two programs have a combined 20 state championships, and go. that's 10 by each one, 10. which is the most yeah. in the modern playoff era. Right, right. Uh, so and then you history. add to the fact that two years before that, Pulaski Academy lost to Greenwood in the state championship game. Um, in a 56-55 game, which is one of the most oh, exciting wow. state championship yep. games ever. Yep. Then you throw in, of course, the Kevin Kelly era yep. of Pulaski Academy with onside kicks. They don't punt. They go for two after most, most touchdowns. You, you talk about or we talk about the quirkiness of what Pulaski Academy does. And then, of course, the fact that both teams run wide open offenses. That's exciting to watch. And, you know, we talked about the Cabot-Bryant game, and in that game Friday night, there were nine punts. Wow. There that won't be not, nine no, punts no. in that game on Friday night no. between Pulaski Academy and Greenwood. No. Hey, and, and you talk about uh, even if you're not connected to either of these schools, it's very, very interesting. Tell them who the head coach is down there at Pulaski. I think folks around northwest Arkansas really throughout the uh, state will recognize this name. 
Well, absolutely. Anthony Lucas, one of the most electrifying yes. receivers to ever play for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He was an assistant under Kevin Kelly for several years, and he was the one that was elevated to the head coach when Kevin Kelly decided to go into college uh, uh, coaching. And one of the first places, I guess one of the first, probably the first place that he got, he was able to coach his team against competition was two years ago in the team camp right after school was out when he brought Pulaski Academy to Greenwood for a team camp along with Northside and several others. But I caught up with him there, and one of the first things I asked him, and it's an obvious question, is are you going to change anything? And, of course, he said, why would I? Why would I? Yeah. <laughs> so, would again, I? they onside kick. And the, the funny thing about this, when I was, of course, you know, I was talking to Coach Young at Greenwood yesterday, and they have – it's not just run up there and try to kick the ball 11 yards. It is a strategic. They have about five or six strategic onside kicks. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very well thought out. Uh, that's a very big part of their game yeah. is because obviously onside kicks, that's just stealing possessions. So yeah. now they're stealing possessions and, and they have a field, you know, that's 50 yards long now to score yeah. with a prolific offense. And this will be the first game this season featuring 2,000-yard uh, quarterbacks. Hunter Houston at Greenwood's thrown for over 2,000. Kel Busby at Pulaski Academy's over uh, – he's almost at 3,000. And then throw in the fact that both teams have – thousand-yard receivers with Grant Carnes at Greenwood and Jalen McKinney at Pulaski Academy, and then they both have two good running backs. So yep. it's it's um it's just a game that has all of the ingredients of being a big-time game to watch. Uh, even like you said, if you're not affiliated with uh, with anybody, just a game to come watch. It is going to be a great one. Uh, also, we want to mention uh, this Friday night another very, very, very big game in the 4A1 Conference. Elkins coming off of a dominating win, Henry, at home against Ozark, a team that the week before had dominated an undefeated Gentry team. Okay? So Ozark beats Gentry. They come up to Elkins. Elkins beats Ozark last week. Now this week, Elkins goes to Gentry. Yeah. And if Elkins wins, then they're going to have the number one seed. They're, they've got it locked up. Yeah. But if Gentry wins, and let's put this out here, it's at Gentry. It's at Gentry. It's grass. Yeah. You know, all these player teams now play on turf fields. And supposed to rain a little bit Friday night, to, too. Yeah. supposed to rain Friday night. We've got grass. So this, if Gentry wins – this thing, the wheels will start turning, oh. and it then comes to points. But something we haven't, you know, we've been thinking Elkins, Gentry, Ozark. Right. But laying right there waiting to see what happens. They're like a little coral snake, a little orange and black coral snake laying yeah. there. Grab, Grab it. it. <laughs> because if Gentry wins this game against Ozark, and then they can beat Gentry next week. They may have a shot at the number one seed yeah. in this conference. So this thing's got twists and turns. Now, and Gravitz won four in a five in a row, four in a four row, row in conference play. Row. Conference play. There you go. So there, it's Gentry. You got a few. You know, you remember back. You know, Gentry was a, a very, a, very much a force in the four A one. Then they hit a 
they've hit a dry spell. They had they were, I think they were more affected by COVID, Henry, I think, than any than any program up here. It was grab it, affected more by it. Uh it's taken uh Kelby Bohannon a little time to get it going over there and 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 get and you know, they had some some bumps in the road, some hiccups and things, but man, they've they are really having a great season. Yeah, they're they're right now sitting at five and three. Yeah, which has one of, been one of the more successful seasons uh, under you know they haven't had a season like this since Bill Harrelson left. Right, right. Because I mean, when Bill Harrelson left back in the Stralicky Licky Wicky Licky Licky yeah, days or whatever yeah, his name was, when they yeah. had snakes in their helmets, <laughs> yeah, that's a different in their helmets, Yeah, uh, but uh, you know they've had some turmoil and just trying to get the ship rotten. Yeah, I think this year they've got it rotten. Yeah, they have. So, big, big game in Gentry Friday night. So, big one at Greenwood. Big one at Prairie Grove. Big one at Gentry. And we're in week eight. They're all big. I mean, I'm sorry, week nine. They're all big. Um, so, you know, again, in the, in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Henry is break, has broken down going into this week what the playoff scenarios look like going into week nine. Of course, you'll do the same thing again next week going into the final week of the regular season, which we'll be talking about a little Bentonville at Bentonville West, that kind of thing, and the 7A West. Uh, going to be some big games there going into that final week. So so uh, it's, Ricky, a little nip in the air, had a little coolness, had a little yeah. rain, got some leaves falling. It's And time. I tell you, you know, Henry's ten times smarter than me. And, you know, I've seen – I've already seen it. If this happened, that, and everything, that – prompted me to do my own research, okay. which I came up with is just win. Just win. Just win. That, how much time did you spend on that? Uh, hours. <laughs> Three hours. Three hours know, or so. I had a lunch break and, you know. And a snack a in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so I come up with just win. Okay. Well, there you have it. Henry, you take. You could have taken that 60-inch thing that you wrote <laughs> and condensed it down to four words or three words or two words. Just win. Just two win. Yeah. Well, for some teams, it is just win. But some's going to have to get a little help from their friends yeah. or, or we sometimes just win, their enemies. But you win and you win and you win. <laughs> yeah. So it could be a four-word, you know, preview. Now, I'm just you. you guys really, if you want to know, when you go before you go to game, you're going, where are we setting at, what we got to do? Henry breaks it down. And uh, I, I've read it and – and I'm still confused. He's wearing a vest today. Is that like from Al Davis or something? The Just Win Baby? Is that where he? It's kind of silver. Yeah, it's, it and he's silver. got a black shirt to silver go with it. Yeah, he's, and his hair silver. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about the rest of us when Rick Fires is the voice of reason? There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> that, pretty sorry. That's a it? sentence you very rarely ever say. <laughs> by the way, that that's rare. Uh, there you go. So. Uh, Again, great, great games, great, big, big, big games coming up, playoffs coming up. Uh, we also got a couple of other little little things going on, Henry, and our, our boy Paul Boyd's not here today. He is over at Rogers Heritage covering the 6A State Volleyball yes. Tournament. That's going on. So he will have – this is day two today. This is Wednesday, yes. so this is day two. Um, Fayetteville is uh, – they will play this, this afternoon. Uh, they, of course, were the conference champions in a runaway in the 6A West. Uh, so they're playing today, and uh, they will play through the semifinal matches on Thursday. That will get us down to the two finalists, and they will make the trek down the winding road, Ricky, down through Y-City, Mina, all Or Highway 7. You can go Highway oh, 7. Oh, that makes – if, if you say Highway 7, I already get a little bit car six. Uh, <laughs> I know. So uh, that's – Beautiful Henry's time road. of year, that's though. That's Henry's road, Oh, Highway yeah, that's 7. my road. That's yeah. his road. I, I've driven Highway 7 from Harrison all the way down to – 
Arkadelphia, so I he, know it. He it, says he can drive it blindfolded. I said, that's the best way to drive it is blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. uh, Treacherous, so, but if you love the fall colors like I do, it's worth it. Yeah. So we got uh, volleyball teams uh, tr- trying to get down to the championship matches on Saturday down at Bank Ozark Arena down at Hot Springs. Uh, Henry, there's a really good chance that the, the western part of this state, and I'm talking from Hackett to Mansfield to Greenwood to Fayetteville to whatever, Shiloh, Springdale, there's a good chance there's going to be multiple state championship trophies coming back to the western side of the state. I think, what was it last year? Four of them came Four. our direction. Yeah. And, hey, I wouldn't be surprised it happened again. Exactly. It, you know, it's going to be uh, always, who can put three good games together? Or, you know, in some instances, it's only two because you get a first-round bye. But yep. who put three good games together to get to Hot Springs? And then how do you play in that arena where yeah. you, it's a little different than – what yeah. you're normally used to. Yeah. And if you remember last year, it was Harbor who was the, the, you know, the team that no one could beat, and they had dominated conference play until the championship match. And Fayetteville said, hey, uh, we're here. Well, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Hey, we're here. Uh, uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's going on. And, uh, of course, we have wrapped up. The other fall sports have all been wrapped up, including the overalls for uh, – not all the other sports. we still got cross country, which the 6A – Conference meet was held yesterday, but golf has been wrapped up, tennis has been wrapped up. Now we got cross country, had its conference meet yesterday. Henry, tell us about that. Well, it, uh, on the girls' side, it was a Bentonville runaway. No doubt. No uh, question. That's a surprise. Yeah. Led by Haley Lowy, uh, who won the individual title. Uh, she ran it in like 18 minutes, 21 seconds. You know, I was a little surprised because, you know, we had rain for two days, and right. I'm thinking – all right, we're go- we're fixing to see a slop house out here, and there is a certain part on the course where the runners actually have to almost make a U-turn around a tree, and I was expecting a multi-runner pileup. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> the course was in great shape, ran some good times, but Bentonville's girls had five runners in the top eight to wow. run oh away with it. No. Wow. I would say that's pretty good. And, and their sixth runner was yeah. number nine, and their seventh runner was number ten. So Wow. Uh, and then uh, in the boys, Bentonville also took it uh, by a 30 to 57 margin over Bentonville. Had all five runners in the top ten. So they're really staging for some good things in Hot Springs next week. That is <laughs> next week. And now, Henry, that will, will run the 6A and – what on Thursday will be? On Thursday, we'll go 5A, then 6A, then 1A. 1A, okay. And then on Friday, we will go 2A, 3A, and 4A. Okay, on Friday. So it's going to be Thursday and Friday um, down at Oaklawn Park mm-hmm. at Hot Springs. And uh, I expect uh, Ricky will will be bringing home some hardware from that, too. Yeah, what an addition to Haley Lowy is. She, she's the transfer. Her family moved down here in northwest Arkansas. A lot of, you know, I think – connected to Walmart, uh, you know, we've really got it good here with people wanting to come to Arkansas. She's the one that won the uh, chili pepper, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they just ran not uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before they had the Lake Hamilton Invitational, and it's sort of like a prelude that gives runners a chance to see what the Oakland course is like. Haley Lowy not only broke the uh, meat record that day, she shattered it. What I grade mean, she in? She's a junior. Okay, wow. So, yeah, uh, if conditions are right in hot springs and all that, and she's running a good race, she could very well clip 18 minutes 
on that course. Wow. That's, pr- that's impressive wow. for a young lady. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we got that going on. And uh, Leland, tell us what else is going on down in the River Valley this week. Well, County Line Indians are off to a 4-0 start in go. basketball. And then also Friday night, Subiaco Academy begins the big school eight-man playoffs. There's four teams in it. They travel to Fountain Lake. Uh, and if they win that, they'll go on to the championship game the next weekend. Now, the, the 3A, they call it Class 3A, the big school eight-man football is not sanctioned. Right. as far as the state championship is concerned, but it's still important to those schools. Sure, yeah. Uh, the the smaller schools that are basically 1A and 2A, uh, they'll be beginning the playoffs in two weeks like everybody else, and then their championship game is that first big weekend, which will include five state championship games this week, the first week of December, because they'll play 6A, 7A's on that Friday night, the eight-man's on that Thursday night, and then the 5A and 2A are also that weekend. Right. And then that next weekend, the second week of December, is the 3A and 4A. Gotcha. So, but still, that's a big game for uh, Subiaco Academy on Friday night. They lost to Fountain Lake just uh, by one touchdown two weeks ago. So, that's, uh, that's a big game for them. Good deal. Anything? And why not? I've yeah. long been a long proponent of eight man. It gives the kids something to do out sure. there. I mean, yeah. if you're at a little bitty country school and you don't have football, uh, you know, you might uh, uh, go astray and get involved in something you shouldn't. So it's just yeah. amazing, uh, uh, incredibly good that we have eight man football. So these kids let them get on the field and show what they got. Absolutely. Yeah. Except that I will play the devil's advocate on this one. Just like my wife. Yo, uh, <laughs> you know, Fountain Lake, a Class 4A school, playing eight-man football. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. right up the road from them, you know, Hot Springs Village separates Fountain Lake from Jesseville. Jesseville's in Class 3A, and they're still playing 11-man. Yeah. So. I think it just, you know, uh, football is an uber-expensive sport. Um, I think, you know, maybe maybe Fountain Lake's looking at this. Maybe they got a down Maybe this is a low low number in, in class, right? Maybe back to back classes or something. They're looking at it like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play eight man for a couple of years, then kick it back up to eleven man. I'm not sure what the but but Fountain Lake was a, a very successful eleven man program. Yeah, very they are defending. They won a state championship in class four A yeah. not too well, long ago. Well, yeah. When I think I think of like Hartford, uh, Leland can attest to this. I covered some Hartford football games. I love being down there, the scenery, the mountains. And maybe if they'd had eight-man football back in the day, maybe they could have kept the school open and just given those kids an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I'm you know, from Texas, and six-man football is a big thing there. And it's just a lot of fun, you know. And, yeah. and they have – there's so many, you know, schools there that play it. There's two divisions, two, like there is, you know, in Arkansas. There's a division one, division two for six-man. And I think they, they've changed it now where it's actually class A is six-man football there. But – um, I've covered a few games, a, a few uh, 85, you know, 78 games and things like that where your box score, uh, you know, would be would be a 10-inch, 10, 12-inch 10, long box score. Uh, and they're fun. And and, uh, and they've done, uh, I think it was, and Leland, you might know about this too. I don't know, but I think it was Netflix or someone did a documentary uh, on Texas six-man football 
um, in which they went to a bunch of little small, tiny little towns out scattered out in the Texas Panhandle and that kind of thing. And uh, these are towns in, that are so small, Ricky, that they back their pickups right up next to the yeah, to that's the what field. they did at Hartford. Yeah, back right up next to the field, and there's only stands on one side yep. and and. Uh, uh, I don't think they have to shine their headlights on the field for the teams to play, but it's it's maybe one little step above that, and, and uh, it's not uncommon. Uh, they might have a little uh, a 10, 10 or 12-member band, and, and the football players uh, in the band take off their shoulder pads and march with the – with their, you know, their football pants on, and it, it's, uh, yeah, that's it's just, you know, that's what it's high fun. school should be about. It's fun. You know what? And and it's it's you got to be able to play eight man uh, yeah, football because yeah. you miss a tackle, it teaches you to break down and tackle. Yeah. And if you miss a tackle, they're going to go it's eighty over. yards. Yeah. And so, you got to be in uber good shape. You got to be mean, in good shape. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like playing yeah. both ways. Yeah. And, well, uh, and this isn't the first time that Arkansas has had eight-man yeah, football. Yeah, they used to have They had eight-man football back in the 60s. Yeah. It was just that District 1 up in northwest Arkansas that was playing it at that time. Yeah. But even back in the 30s, and Rick knows this town very well. I thought you said he um, played back Ty- then. Okay. <laughs> Tyron. Tyronza had a six man. They, you know, Tyronza. they were one of the teams yep. way back, yeah. you know, 90 years ago that was playing six man football. So it's not the first time in Arkansas, but uh, it is a sanctioned sport now. Yeah, and that's great. Glad they brought it back. Absolutely. And we talking about fun, and, and Ricky, we were talking about, I was listening to Paul, Paul Feinbaum's show, um, and they were talking about apparently after the Tennessee uh, Alabama game, you know, the students stormed the field and, and a a uh, young lady uh, came up and got really right up in the face of an Alabama football player with her phone for a TikTok video, and he ah. pushed the phone out of the way, or somehow it, it's it, you know it's it, he bumped her, or, or or maybe swatted the phone out of the way anyway. But there were a lot of people saying, well, uh, sh- she he had the right to do that because she uh, got on the field, or the students got on the field, and and. Uh, what what are your what are your thoughts on students? You know, after you beat the number one team in the in the country, what what are your thoughts on? Well, that? they do it too much. I could see that game, but there's it's getting ridiculous. Uh, and I remember when I played in high school, you just get beat. You don't want you know some of our friends or cheerleaders. They come out and say, "Girl, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you right now. Just get out of my space." Yeah. So that's my feeling about. And especially now, you give grabbing a camera and putting it on TikTok. I would have, and I'm not going to say anything, but uh, no, give the players, you know, they got to cool down, man. They've been so hyped up and they've been going. And to lose a huge game like that, you got to let them get off the field and get into the locker room, and then you can go downtown and celebrate. Yeah. But give the players their space. My goodness. I like the celebration part of it. That's the the college, you know, that's the college experience that you want. Um, your teams beat Alabama for the first time in 15 years. Um, I love the enthusiasm of it. That's why, you know, you're a kid. You, you're, you want to experience. You want to get down and celebrate, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I get that. But um, you do – no matter no matter what you do in life, you've got to uh, recognize a person's personal space. And, Absolutely. And, and you respect it. Um, and so uh, – but the way things are now with your video on your camera phone and – and all that, it's 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 leading to a, a lot of situations like that. And and I don't know, I didn't see the video of, of what happened. I'm just re- relaying what was said on the on the Feinbaum show. Uh, but you can, if you're in your mind, you can see a situation like this happening with a, a football player who's who's mad because her team has yeah, lost a, a very close uh, you know game and not going to be number one anymore, and uh, you know that kind of thing. And so. Uh, 
you know, it's 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 one thing when you go on the field, you just have to uh, remember where you are and, and what your surroundings yeah, are. Yeah, respect, and, and respect others. It, respect Especially it. those football players that just been uh, uh, playing their hearts out exactly. for a couple exactly. hours. And you and you have put yourself on their field. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, that's something you got to keep in mind. Celebrate, have a great time, be a kid, enjoy that experience. Just don't forget where you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if there's not anything else to add, I would say words of wisdom. I'm looking at Ricky. Why am I looking at him for words of wisdom? That's there's nothing yeah. else. Me or the wall. <laughs> what do you got, Wall? Uh, so that will take that will take care of today's show. Uh, and again, don't forget, big big games are on on the agenda on for football this Friday night. All over, all over the place. Take a take a drive down to Greenwood, catch a great game there. You can go over to far. I don't know if it's north, south, east, or west, Henry. I'm not good. Go go down Highway 412, take a right when you get to Billy Bob's house. Get on Highway 59, about eight miles. You'll t- take a left at McDonald's and whatever. That'll get you to Gentry. That's about the yeah. best I can do right well, there. Well, uh, it's simple for me. I just get on Highway 12 from my house, and I'm, I'm there in 20 minutes. There I you go. got 59 <laughs> north. There you go. And if you want to go to Prairie Grove, just get on Highway 62 and take it around take the link you know you don't have to go the Lincoln Loop you can you nope. can uh, go right through Prairie Grove stop and make a phone call at the phone booth there yep go down get you a burger at Frederick's with you you yep. will not be disappointed in that i uh, guarantee you that double cheeseburger double for cheeseburger me. there Frederick's one of the then best follow the tiger, tiger paws and follow the tiger paws over to the to the stadium and Danny Absher might be mowing the the field right before game time you never absolutely. know absolutely you never know this is high school football this is when the best time of the year is and uh Got a little crisp air. Might get a little rain Friday night. It's football weather. Ricky, get us a little Frito pie, maybe a little Dr. Pepper. And, uh, man, you, you can go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse or you can have your Frito pie and a Dr. Pepper. I'm taking that Frito pie and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, and a caramel apple for me. Absolutely. So thanks for being with us today. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Prep Rally Podcast. Until then, go team. Just win. <laughs> The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.